0: We do live in the midst of a very chaotic time. We live in the midst of the transition from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, which is a pretty big subject, but still, in spite of all that, there is so much going on, people waking up, the Arab Spring Movement. I mean, throughout the world there are people who care and are helping other people, trying to change the course of our destruction of our of the environment and it's really happening the the awareness of our unity of our togetherness of of our necessary human unity and planetary unity is is awakening all
1: over the planet and that was a foretaste of this episode of the planetary makeover show about the awakening of the heart of humanity now to unify us to solve all our current planetary crises as foretold by great Himalayan sages through the books by Bailey, Blavatsky, Rorick, and Krem. In response to the growing voices of an awakening humanity, we bring you evidence that divine help is at hand to work with us to create a hopeful future that works for everyone. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Minot. Have you ever seriously and deeply thought about the notion of humanity as one? One soul, one mind, one heart, and yet each of us as individuals? Or did you find it too much of a paradox to consider. I know, we don't like paradoxes because they're too hard to figure out, too hard to fathom. So we don't like to think of such things. But just because we can't comprehend such a phenomena on a conscious level doesn't mean it lacks validity. We've all heard the unity-oriented phrase, all for one and one for all, haven't we? This episode touches upon unity and the thought of humanity's heart. Well then, perhaps we should consider this. If we are indeed one heart, then each of us is all of us. You are humanity. You are the collective. What? a potent thought. What an astounding responsibility and what an incredible revelation. If each of us has to take responsibility for all of us and can look into the eyes of our brethren and see ourselves, is there not hope for humanity and for the endurance of the heart of humanity? I wonder... Today's guest challenges us with this idea and breaks it down for us. Drew Henderson is interviewed by Silito Pascual on a podcast we worked on together called Share on the Air Radio, or SOAR for short. And be sure to stay tuned after the interview of Drew for an actual experience of this kind of oneness as we join together to say the great invocation and experience this planetary oneness via transmission meditation. Perhaps it is high time that we all recognized the unity in all things and that all the atoms of creation are connected and held together by love. And love dwells within the heart of you and me, within the heart of humanity. So if it uplifts you, you know it's true. If it's scary, it's suspect. Few things are more inspirational than contemplating the heart of humanity. So now, let's join Cielito Pascual and our guest, Drew Henderson, and do just that.
2: Glad you're joining us today. My name is Cielito Pascual. I'm podcasting from Seattle, Washington, where it's a beautiful autumn day, early autumn. And uh, I'm very happy, always, to share a tremendous message of hope with you today Not to convince you that it's true, but to open the door uh, of investigation for you. And uh, the title of our show today is The Awakening of the Heart of Humanity. And I'm very pleased to introduce to you a dear friend of mine. His name is Drew Henderson. He is based in Boulder, Colorado. He's a longtime healer acupuncturist. He's also an art publisher and a very dedicated student of the Ageless Wisdom Teachings. Drew, thank you for taking the time to be with us today.
0: Thank you, Celito. I'm I'm very um, grateful to be here and to speak about this subject.
2: And, you know, you were telling me earlier that you were chopping wood, <laughs> so it must be, you, you must be having a beautiful uh, morning and afternoon uh, if you're chopping wood, unless you like to chop wood in the rain.
0: No, it's a beautiful day here in Colorado, and I was just really appreciating nature and uh, the harmony and cooperation, the sense of unity that one feels in the natural environment uh many times we feel so disconnected in our human world that's full of human activity and things humans have created and the the damage that humans have done as well so i was grateful to be out in the mountains this morning.
2: Oh, beautiful. That sounds wonderful. And I'm in the the midst of the city here, so I'll just experience that vicariously through (laughs) you. And and, um, you probably are energized, too, from from all that beauty and tranquility. So you had suggested the title, The Awakening of the Heart of Humanity, in relation to the, the emergence of Maitreya, the World Teacher and the Masters of Wisdom. When you say the awakening of the heart of humanity, you're not saying the hearts of humanity. Can you explain that?
0: Well, in a way, I'm saying both because I, I'm emphasizing the idea of the unity of the human um, human species, the human race, that we really are one, and in a sense, the heart of humanity. And also, the hearts of individual humans. Alice Bailey and her, actually, it came out in two of the books that she wrote. Um, Originally, in the Treatise on Cosmic Fire, uh, these were books that were dictated to her by one of the masters.
2: Yeah, that would be Alice A. Bailey. Alice A. Bailey. Very well-known author, yes.
0: Yeah, on theosophical subjects from the early 1920s through the 1940s and it was stated that the Christ would come in three ways or the fact of his presence could be proven in three distinctive phases. The first would be that the stimulation of the spiritual consciousness in man and the evocation of humanity's, basically the Christ consciousness in the human heart would be evoked and stimulated and this is something that's been happening for quite a long time now. Individuals who um, have a sense that a, a sense of connection with others and a sense of, of needing to do the work to repair humanity's connection with one another. Um, that's been that's the the first phase or the first way in which the Christ would emerge. The second would be the overshadowing of disciples and the impressing of the minds of enlightened men and women everywhere.
2: I'm going to stop you there. You use the term overshadowing. Sometimes we use that on on the show, and let's clarify that for our listeners who don't know what that means, overshadowing.
0: Sure. The idea of overshadowing, a lot of people in the New Age movement have been aware of the idea of getting information from unseen sources, basically, and many people have, I would say this began to become popularly discussed uh, during the time of Alice Bailey's predecessor, um, Helena Blavatsky, who founded the Theosophical Society, Mm -hmm. who spoke about the Masters of Wisdom, and also claimed to be getting information from them directly and then alice bailey uh, through her contact with her master um, or through the contact with the master dk who gave her this information and then benjamin Crown himself with contact with his master but this was prior to um Madame Blavatsky, there was sort of a spiritualist movement where people were getting information from dead relatives and things like that. And people have been aware that this can happen, but in many cases, uh, the, the phenomenon of channeling has, has emerged more in the new age community. And it isn't always what you might call accurate. It's often distorted by uh, the astral plane, which is where a lot of it comes from, and can be very illusory. So one has to be uh, discriminating and really see, sense whether anything. First of all, is it um, fear-inducing? If it is, it's not from the higher levels of the where the masters are are sending information. And I'm going
2: to jump in. It takes, time. In, uh, it takes would... time to yeah. to
0: sort these things out, and yeah. and I think. That's
2: what's difficult. I I just want to make a distinction that's very big here, fear-inducing, because uh, you just made a point, um, and I don't want to take us off our topic, but I think in today's day and age, we do feel a lot of fear. And there's a lot of information that's being put out there that triggers more fear, and I really want to underscore that, that if – if it's very fear is addictive that's why we love scary movies <laughs> that's we right. love um uh, uh, you know um, sensationalist headlines that's right um and i just wanted that we've never brought this up on the show before and i'd like to talk about oh. here on another show but uh we it, it, it's important i highly encourage our listeners to as you say be very discriminating especially when it comes comes to information that is fear inducing that's coming from a place that you mentioned the term astral and so I I just wanted to underscore that we're talking about the awakening of the heart of humanity and uh, on this show we talk about an extraordinary event that is unfolding as we speak and that is the emergence of Maitreya the world teacher and the Masters of Wisdom. So if you're hearing this for the first time, uh, I'm sure you're saying, who's Maitreya? Who are the Masters of Wisdom? And um, we'll give a little background on that. We have uh, tremendous information to share with you, and uh, I think you'll uh, be very inspired. Um, Just very briefly, the Maitreya Maitreya, the world teacher, and the masters of wisdom, I like to call them, are elder brothers, the eldest brothers of humanity, eldest brothers and sisters of humanity. And uh, they are emerging into full public life. This has been a process that's been um, taking place for the past 30 years more and more. Uh, technically, this process has been in place. For uh, a number of centuries, and um, the masters of wisdom agreed approximately 500 years ago that for the first time in many tens of thousands of years, they would emerge to work directly with humanity. For millennia upon millennia upon millennia, they have worked behind the scenes, guiding and inspiring the evolution of humanity, inspiring leading thinkers, um, with, with ideas that, uh, help to move humanity forward in its evolution, whether they, not just spiritual, but scientific, artistic, cultural, social innovations that have come from the world's greatest thinkers are always, uh, under the inspiration of the masters. And our information is based on the stories that um, are published in SHARE International Magazine. Uh, the chief editor is Benjamin Krem. He has published a dozen and a half books on this extraordinary topic and it, it, I, I know it's, it's a challenge to get, perhaps to get one's mind around it, especially with so much that's happening in the world that does not seem positive at all, that does not indicate that humanity is, is going in a, in a good direction. But stay with us, listen and decide for yourself. Drew, so we were talking about overshadowing and I think, um, it, it, I wanted you to explain that and I think, um, maybe a um a direct way to explain that in terms of energies we talk about energies on the show is the fact that um all the kingdoms of nature transmit energies uh, to the kingdom below it. Um, for instance, we have the interrelationship of of the the uh, plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, the animal kingdom, the human kingdom each kingdom evolving out of the one below it and out of the human kingdom is the spiritual kingdom and the energies coming into the world are being directed by the spiritual kingdom into the human kingdom those energies the human kingdom is directing it into the animal kingdom and so forth and again underscoring the idea of unity um, of all life on this planet so there there is um, a, a very close rela- energetic relationship it isn't just a relationship of hey we're friends or hey we're, we're we we want to do good things the, the the energetic relationship is very very close um would that be one way of of um prefacing the process of overshadowing
0: well that is definitely an aspect of it and i think Really, the what that brings up is a a topic that I often have to talk about, which is the the terms that people have sometimes trouble with as we talk about this subject. Um, And one is uh, talking about the spiritual hierarchy. People don't like to talk about hierarchy. I mean, they don't like to. They think of hierarchy in terms of human hierarchies, which is a top-down control and manipulation by those that are higher on the. Whatever ladder of of uh, structure it is, whether it's a corporate hierarchy or a religious hierarchy, and
2: a structure of power. Yeah.
0: What you exactly, exactly a structure of power. And what you brought up is how each kingdom of nature, we really hierarchy exists throughout the cosmos, um, from the smallest atom to the galaxy. Um, and I think of it as inclusiveness because the greater is more inclusive of the smaller. Neither can exist without the other. And so that's a key idea. And, you know, in terms of spiritual evolution and spiritual awareness, I think of, of the more inclusiveness is the more inclusive consciousness, that which is aware of more than the things that are... Further down on the hierarchy, if if you're willing to use that term, it's a great way to think of it. Like the consciousness of 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 the atom, of the consciousness of a of a of a of a molecule or an atom is not as inclusive as that of a whole planet or or a solar system. And the consciousness of the masters is is more inclusive than that of an ordinary human being. They're able to hold humanity and especially the consciousness of the Christ, the world teacher.
2: Is able Maitreya. To hold mm-hmm. Maitreya. Christ is, is able another term uh, for Maitreya. Uh, this is, uh, of course, as you know, true. use too, them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And this is not know, a non denominational body of information coming out of the uh, ageless Witch teachings, which right. includes all the great religious traditions.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. And. He is hes in a male male physical body, but his consciousness is inclusive. He can hold all of humanity in his heart. And that's why his main concern is that we make sure there's nobody starving on a planet where there's plenty of food. And that's what struck me when I first heard the story. That just seemed absolutely right, and that if there were a being of that stature, that would be his or her concern. And, um, that's where I started listening to this because it seemed to be something that's true. Not something that you have to believe, but something that strikes my heart and evokes that sense in me of, of connection with others and caring for others. And in the historical Christ, Uh, jesus as expressed through jesus i believe he was an example of the love of god in a human form and there for everyone to see and that's how the phenomenon of jesus appearing two thousand years ago has it struck it has struck a chord in people for two thousand years there's something very significant about that the problem is with any religion distortion creeps in human nature creeps in and many times religion has been used to control people and manipulate people and enrich those at the top and that's that's a distortion and that's also why even in the teachings of other religions but in many religions they talk about another teacher coming or the return of the Christ or the fifth Buddha appearing. And I think it's really described well in the tradition, tradition where they talk about when the world, I don't know the exact quote, but the world gets out of balance. The old teachings are no longer uh, useful. They've been distorted. A teacher will come. And I think that's really what we're seeing right now.
2: I wanna go back to something you said, um my my Treas consciousness also understood to be the Christ consciousness, um, being able to I, I love that your term inclusive. I never thought of it that way. That a consciousness can be more in uh, more inclusive than and my consciousness, that relates the idea of uh being further down on the evolutionary path in a in a very um poetic way I like that um and you said uh, uh Maitreya's ability you were describing the ability to hold all of humanity in his heart can you can you get describe more what that means?
0: Well, those are my words and I just feel like the Christ consciousness is the principle of, of love and love is the great connecting force in, in humanity and in the universe. So I think the reason we will recognize the reason we recognize teachings as true or significant or useful or things that we want to be involved with and perpetuate and tell others about is because they ring true for us and they evoke in us that sense of love. Now, I'm... So when I give... When I talk to people and they say, well... We can't feed the people in these other countries. They've got corrupt governments, and we can't do anything about that.
2: Mm. So that's a good, very that's a point that's come up uh, <laughs> over the years when I've spoken publicly. So I'm glad you mentioned that.
0: But that's a human that's human level consciousness. Mm. The consciousness of the Christ, the consciousness of the World Teacher, or any being that can include. That a thought would never occur. That that would never come out of the mouth of, of a being of the stature of a master of wisdom, or a Christ, or even evolved humanity.
2: The fact that it couldn't be that, that we couldn't feed all the people of the world.
0: The thought that, oh, it's too hard. We're not going to bother with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to do it. I mean, it's not something he can't forget for a microsecond, a nanosecond, the suffering of millions of people on this planet he cannot
2: it exists be
0: aware of it we can yeah. be unaware of it we can forget oh yeah you know and now I'm going to go cook my lunch i'm going to go you know do my you know accounting or whatever you know that's what we can do but that's not what the christ can possibly do so he will come before us and point this out and make it you know apparent that None of us will survive if we keep going as we're going.
2: And it's almost that sense of my my understanding is that uh, Maitreya's presence and he has appeared to thousands of people, ordinary people, appearing as a homeless person. In fact, this is documented right. in Share International right. Magazine, share-international.com. Uh, O-R-G, uh, if you want to look for more of those stories and he's appeared to world leaders um, and he has intervened in highly uh, highly dangerous situations to relax the tensions there's a story in one of Benjamin Krem's books about uh, how Maitreya with energy intervened in a hijacking Um, And that's a fascinating story So we're going to continue talking about The awakening of the heart of humanity And how it's possible to awaken the hearts Of even the most corrupt people I mentioned to you May I tell this story about the Do you recall that in one of Benjamin Krems' books? Um, It may have been Maitreya's Mission 2 Where there was a major hijacking I think this was in the mid-80s and uh, the hijackers had commandeered the plane, forced it to land. I think it was uh, either about to take off. But in any case, uh, the airplane was on the tarmac for many hours, many, many hours. And um, the, I believe the hijackers wanted it to be flown to a particular country. And after a a good number of hours, I think there were three or four hijackers, they started to fight among themselves and argue. (laughs) Mm. And that was the opening for Maitreya to direct the extraordinary energies that he is the the steward of, planetary and cosmic energies, um, into their hearts. And uh if I understand the story correctly, I, 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 I think they just suddenly became I you know, they became disoriented in, in at the very least, not focused on hijacking and uh perhaps realized the futility of the situation and ended up laughing and dancing together and um uh the, the the whole situation was able to be uh, reduced to um, something very controllable, um, and the hijackers were, uh, uh, you know, the security came, took the hijackers off the plane, and were able to, you know, release people into safety. And um, so when we talk about intervention, people often say, well, why – why can't Maitreya needs to hurry up, and the masters need to hurry up because look at what the- look at the world situation now I mean we have some dire dire, dire things uh to face as humanity, uh mainly first and foremost the climate because we won't have a planet to live on if we continue this way. Why doesn't Maitreya just come in and you know why isn't he emerging now? why isn't he out here fixing things uh uh Straightening situations out, going to Syria, you know, why do we keep seeing all this violence continue to unfold?
0: Essentially waving a wand and making it go away. You know, well, the answer really has to do with our free will and the fact that we have free will. And there's only so much that can be done uh, from the Master's. And they have to operate within the law that governs humanity. Our own karma, our own actions determine our fate. And they can help. And they have intervened in my personal life, I'm sure, saved me from disasters that I've gotten myself into. And um, I believe that that's happened. And I think many people have experienced being, you know, saved at the last minute by something. And some people... You may wonder, well, why don't they save everybody? But that's not how the world works. That's not how life on Earth is. We have to, you know, we can't really rely on them to do everything for us. In fact...
2: We wouldn't oh, grow. We would not we grow. We wouldn't
0: grow. Exactly. Your child, I mean, if I've, I've had three children, and it's been um, a process for me to learn, to let them learn from their own Errors from their own practice, from their own experience, and doing things themselves. Whereas, you know, my mother tried to do everything for me, and it wasn't the best thing for her. She loved me, but that's not the best thing. And the same with our father, who is often how God is is described in traditional religion. if he's our father, he can't do everything for us. He can't make everything perfect for us. We have to learn. And, that's
2: and I how think that's we, what's going on, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's how that's, we evolve. That's how we, that's how we evolve. And I think, you know, I want to point out the that we do live in the midst of a very chaotic time. We're, we live in the midst of the transition from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, which is a pretty big subject, but still... In spite of all that, there is so much going on, people waking up, the Arab Spring movement. I mean, throughout the world, there are people who care and are helping other people, trying to change the course of our destruction of our, of the environment. And it's really happening. The, the awareness of our unity, of our togetherness, of, of our, necessary human unity and planetary unity is is awakening all over the planet um people who are i I'll, I'll even quote from from Alice Bailey here the oversh, he talks about the overshadowing of world disciples which we mentioned a little bit um of 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 the world oh, overshadowing yeah.
2: please return to that mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Men and women everywhere and in every department of life are enunciating those new truths which should in the future guide human living. They are building those new organizations, movements, and groups, large or small, which will familiarize the mass of men and women with the reality of the need and the mode of meeting it. They do this because they are driven thereto by the warmth of their hearts and their loving response to human distress. Driven
2: by the warmth... Dri- I love that driven by the yeah. warmth of their hearts, and you said something um in 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 relation to the idea of you know jesus's teachings and the impact the the fact that you know he 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 was a carpenter and um he didn't uh, get lost into obscurity. There's a reason that his teachings have endured um as you say they have been distorted, but you mentioned that uh, his teachings, uh, you know, at the time and today, they ring true and evoke a sense right. of love, which implies that within us resides something very fundamental. That right. our who we are fundamentally is love. If we That's are right. responding, um, if, if if something outside of us evokes something within us, um, then right. the essential. Yeah, talk about our essentials. It
0: already exists. I mean, it's already in us. It's a part of who we are. Uh,
2: and it's not... We're not, you know... We can't go into... We will not create a new world by burning sage or um, simply by, you know, drumming and chanting or even simply by marching in the tens of thousands. That's the beginning of change. Um, right. every but the, bit of
0: the work we will have to do, I mean those things are helpful um if they're helpful to an individual to to tune in to themselves and 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 evoke you know to tune in any of those things that help us and help us connect with others, but then there's a lot of work to be done
2: a tremendous amount of work to be done, and um so that that's my personal uh, my my personal approach is that uh, if one feels moved to make a difference to uh, help to repair the 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 disconnection that humanity is experiencing from its own divine nature, that's a lifelong commitment. Would you
0: say? Yeah. Yes, I would. So the. The idea that I was talking about that, that Alice Bailey brought out and has, and then repeated it in her, one of her later books entitled The Reappearance of the Christ. She wrote two books that, um, the, the externalization of the hierarchy and The Reappearance of the Christ. And the things that Benjamin Krim has been saying are not Came out of. They haven't come out of nowhere. Um, a lot of it originates with Alice Bailey and prior to her with uh, Blavatsky and the Theosophist.
2: Uh, oh, but, I'll say her name again for our audience: Helena Blavatsky. B L A uh, V A T B A T S K Y Blavatsky.
0: Right. Fascinating individual. Uh, but so the three aspects of the appearance of they talk about it in terms of the christ um and as we know as you've said and just to reiterate this isn't a christian phenomenon this is a phenomenon that affects all of humanity people of all religions and people who don't really follow a religion uh sometimes the people who aren't religious are easier to talk to about this they don't have any preconceived ideas but anyone um who tr- accepts the core teachings of, of the major religions can understand this idea of the unity of people and the necessity of, of working, of, of connecting and helping others. Anyway, the three aspects were the stimulation of the spiritual consciousness in man and the awakening, as we're talking about, of the Christ consciousness of the Christ principle or the principle of love in the hearts of individual human beings. And then this impression on the disciples of the world, people who are perhaps more receptive to these ideas, who are creating these organizations. I mean, in Boulder we have, uh, I'm thinking of the name of it, it's the Rocky Mountain Peace and Justice Center. And that's been one of the main things that Maitreya and Benjamin Krem has been talking about, that we can't have peace until we have justice in the world. And we won't have justice without sharing the resources of the world. So all these groups that are being inspired and who are working to help humanity are the second way that this is happening. And the third way is by the actual physical appearance of the teacher. And... And a whole group of masters coming to guide humanity to point out what's real and what what our nature is and what we should be doing and then we can... there are plenty of ways that people already know to do uh, but that's the third way that it will happen, by actual person of this individual showing up.
2: I think most people know the term Christ Consciousness. Isn't that enough? Why do we need uh, these masters of wisdom. Great.
0: Well, that's often a question that I hear, and I would say it would be great if that's all we needed. But I think, and the other problem that people have, many well-meaning people who are on spiritual paths and have read and studied many uh, New Age teachings and and spiritual teachings from different religions are concerned that people tend to give their power away when there is some teacher or some great inspiring person who um, might lead them. So they don't like the idea that a teacher or even a group of teachers would come. But I have noticed, and I just remind folks that the best teachers remind everyone who, all their would-be followers, that it's in them and that they need to develop themselves. And I see that, you know, when I read the Alice Bailey books, when I read the Theosophical Teachings, when I read a lot of things, or when I've spent time with great teachers. People want to elevate them to some great level and to sit at the feet of the master and listen and it is a tendency in in human uh, consciousness to do that but a good teacher will always remind us that it's really up to us so i think that the masters will be uh, of that caliber of teacher that we don't have to um worry so much about them abusing the power, which they obviously have, or abusing our, our faith, abusing our uh, willingness to listen, I think that it's always good to have an elder brother, or a parent, or a mentor to teach us as we grow as children. It's a lot like growing up as a child, that uh, spiritually we're we're gaining experience, we're gaining awareness. And we're gaining in the ability to use our own power for the good.
2: And all great teachers, all great leaders had their mentors.
0: That's right. That's
2: right. There's no one that's ever just come out of nowhere. That's right. And even Maitreya, our eldest brother of humanity, he had his own mentors. That's a whole other story too. But uh, (laughs) evolution is about... Those with the the uh, uh, more inclusive consciousness teaching those who are yet to grow into that scope right. of consciousness, as you say, that's um, a great way to put it. So we always we always come to in this show what can people do, uh-huh. and um, we're going to going to explore that a little bit. Um, but I also want to underscore what a tremendous gift it is from that consciousness that is beyond our our consciousness, <laughs> the, the one that we uh, many describe as God, to give us something, uh, the, the, the fundamental law of free will. What an extraordinary gift that we have. Um, whatever greater intelligence it was that uh, dreamt up, um, <laughs> you know, all that is, Wrapped up the law of free will that that its own creation could be destroyed by that which it creates, and yeah. um, I think that speaks to um, I can't even put it into words. It just speaks to how 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 extraordinary it is that we exist. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, all of Alice Bailey's books ex- explore that um, in further detail. Uh, So we had talked earlier, you know, before this show, before uh, the show with every guest, um, 15 minutes before we air, uh, we say the great invocation. It's an extraordinary mantra. And we, you and I said that, and it occurred to me as we were um, uh, uh, saying this mantra, it's a mantra that connects us with the masters of wisdom um, it's an ancient, ancient mantra translated um, into the the languages of the world. You can find the great invocation at the Share International site, share-international.org. Um, and this was an invocation, uh, I'm going to let you describe it, but um, it was introduced by Maitreya as a way of connecting ourselves energetically with the masters and anyone can do it. But there is a line and I'd love for you to talk a bit about it. Um, uh, The stanza goes from the point of love within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth
0: yeah and that's it really i mean the christ, and there are
2: other stanzas of course but I yeah it to...
0: talks about the mind of god and the wisdom aspect the love aspect and the will aspect the three major aspects of of what we know as god and ourselves too um reflected in in our spiritual beings our souls but the love aspect is really the christ principle and this invocation is extremely powerful i try to say it every single day it not only uh c- helps me feel connected with this spiritual oh gosh the whole spiritual world of our planet but also uh, it's an act of service it really energizes the um the spiritual uh, livingness of our planet that can really counteract the dark forces, and and it really. Uh, well, I can't say any more about sometimes, it. Really.
2: Sometimes, sometimes we, we, we're just struck, wordless, speechless, <laughs> to to take in kind of the enormity of 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 what yeah, all I this. I would recommend our listeners to,
0: to look it up on the website, and it's. Uh, it's in the um, Lucius Trust website uh, as well. I mean, you can find it through the, the Alice Bailey book published by Lucius Trust.
2: It's in the opening of every Alice Bailey book, the great invocation. And it was introduced by Maitreya, I believe, at the end of the World War, World War II, as a way for humanity, as a tool for humanity to begin to heal from the extraordinary upheaval of that event. Um, and in fact, there's a recording, um, I don't, I think I found it online of Eleanor Roosevelt saying the great invocation. Are you kidding? No, I'm not that's kidding. That just occurred to me. It's so great. It's online. So for, for our ageless wisdom students who are listening in and you did not know, Eleanor right. Roosevelt says the great invocation.
0: Yeah. Let me just mention, yes. the, the person uh, that introduced me to that was also involved in something called Triangle's work uh, that was that was part of the Lucius Trust, uh, Alice Bailey work. Um,
2: and I'll just say, Lucius, Lucius Trust is the publisher of the Alice Bailey book. Alice
0: Bailey book. And
2: they have and, their main library in New York City. Go ahead.
0: And and let me just say, some, the theosophists, some of them thought that Alice Bailey was out in left field. And then some of the people from Lucius Trust thought that Benjamin Krem was out in left field. And it, it often happens that people become somewhat encrusted. But there's a great, tremendous wealth of knowledge that's in the um, Alice Bailey book. I, I encourage anyone to try to read them.
2: They're all available online, actually.
0: Yeah, I know. I just got some off of it. Um,
2: but in terms of... Yeah, the the we're talking about the great invocation and that stanza about love, and the awakening of the heart of humanity. Um, uh, you know, the, I was mentioning earlier that we talk about transmission meditation, uh, transmission meditation, a gift from the gods, and uh, you can listen to more details on what. What transmission meditation is? I host a transmission meditation group. You host a transmission meditation group group, um, yeah. and it's it's a way for a very simple yet very potent way for people to be a part of this this event that's taking place. Um, in our in our last minute, what's up with the final thought you'd like to share with the audience um, in regards to the awakening of the heart of humanity and and a sense of hope?
0: well i would encourage people to learn more about it and talk about it and it's not something that anyone has to believe um but to keep an open mind and to question and to get a deeper understanding of all of these subjects that we talked about
2: true thank you so much for joining us thank you
1: and now for the treat i promised you earlier to meditate together as most of us are aware our world has arrived at a moment of profound transformation. As millions call for peace and justice, many are seeking ways to help serve the world and at the same time looking for an effective means of personal spiritual development. Transmission meditation is a way to do both. Introduced in 1974 by a master of spiritual wisdom transmission is a group meditation that makes available the benevolent energies pouring into the planet in an ever-mounting rhythm and potency transmission groups worldwide receive and transform these energies sent by a group of extraordinary teachers the masters of wisdom led by Maitreya the world teacher Thus stepped down, these energies can be used in the betterment of all life on earth. This meditation also has a salutary effect on the individual participating in the meditation. It is safe, scientific, non-denominational, and will not interfere with any other religious or spiritual practice. In fact, it will just enhance them. So it's for the religious and non-religious alike. So now, just focus your attention at the chakra center between the eyebrows, called the Ajna center, which is the center of the will. And let's read together the great invocation and meditate as long as you wish, holding your attention there when it drifts away by thinking Om. Silently, inwardly. The Great Invocation From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, Let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Visit us on Facebook at Hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of PlanetaryMakeover.org At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays, Pacific Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternationalwest.org. That's shareinternational-west.org. O-R-G. For related books and DVDs and CDs by Benjamin Krem on the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, please go to share-ecart.com. That's share-ecart.com. We also invite you to watch another show that we really love entitled What in the World is Happening? And that show, which you don't want to miss, is produced by Share International Canada, and it airs every second Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The link to check it out is share-international.ca or visit the Share International Canada Facebook page.